Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my God, it's the Super Bowl Monday, and uh, of course, this is the All-City, All-NFL podcast. <laughs> the great Brian Baldinger, Baldy, I'm um, Cos Anthony Gargano, and uh, Baldy, I had to wear it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yeah I, that was I, beautiful. It looks great. Bags, Andy, yeah. you know, I mean, in, in never, honor. You know, like, in honor of our good friends, Steve Spagnolo, Rick Burkhalter, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, like, Champions. They are. They're, it's amazing. I, I love your uh, jersey. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Super Bowl 58 is in the books. They have now won three of their last five. It is, I think when you do this, it's it's, it's a dynasty. It's a dynasty in this yes. era. Yes. It's, in, it's this era where you go 19 years without, you know, crowning a, a back-to-back champion. And, and then you look at the list of all the teams that have won back-to-back championships, going back to the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cowboys and the Dolphins, it's and the New England Patriots, and now it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Like it's very select company in this 104-year history of this NFL. It's incredible. Let's uh, start off. We we got to give special love to our man Spags. Four Super Bowl rings, four championships. Yeah, the most by any coordinator in the NFL. Yeah, I mean we we said all week, especially when we talked to him last week. Yeah, we said look. Uh, he's the best big game tactician that the league has seen. Yeah. And so um, th- what he did th- on this playoff run, Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, and then the 49ers, he took down the best of the best. Yeah. One, one by one. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. We're going to get deeper into what Spags did from an X and O standpoint. Uh, Andy, what do you say about the big guy? I mean... Well, he you know, is, what we, we, said, we said this, there would be a great game plan. Yeah. It would be well executed. It would, it, it, you know, for, again, they were down 10 points early in this game, but it didn't, they, they showed resolve. They got a 57-yard field goal. They got back in the game. They made all the plays. They made all the plays. And, oh, by the way, if you give the ball to Mahomes to win the game, with a chance to win the game, that's what he does. He wins the game. And they go 13 plays, 75 yards in overtime. And he pulls out a play that they ran last year against the Eagles, Corn Dog, Corn Dog, twice. They ran it last year against the Eagles to Kadarius Tony and to Sky Moore to win the game. And this year they pull it out to McCall Hardman with six seconds to go in overtime to win the win it again. It, it's mind-boggling, but I, I wanted to go in ascending order from Spags to Andy to Mahomes because he is what we're seeing is. LeBron, Jordan, Brady, like the the greats of all greats. He comes in like that fourth quarter, second half, being able to keep them in the game, being relentless with his feet, like his feet alone in the second half for big fourth downs. Like he's so money, that drive, right? You're down, you're staring extinction, staring loss. And he wins the game for you. That's what Jordan does or did and LeBron does and Brady did. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, uh, it, it's his, his decision-making is just flawless. And that it, it, he makes it look pretty easy. 
But you know, he's just like highly competitive. He knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, he's prepared for it. And whatever the situation, fourth and one, okay, we'll run, you know, a read option right here. And I got an option to flip it to Kelsey or throw it to Rasheed Rice, but I'll run it for eight yards and get a first down. We'll, we'll, we'll get a new set of downs. His execution and the speed of decision-making is as good as it gets because that's what defines that position. And why it's so difficult to find him is somebody that can consistently make those plays when you have to make it. And, you know, his accuracy, I mean, everything about him. He's just such a big game player. And you know what? I, I, I love the guy. I love his personality. I mean, you know, my kids, like Massimo loves his favorite player, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm happy as a dad. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy that he chose Mahomes as the guy. Right. Right. Because he wins the Super Bowl, and right away, it's not about him. No. It's amazing. Like, he's the best player on the planet, right? It's one of the, and it's never about him. No. It's about, I mean, he had to, like, let McCall Hardman know after he threw the corn dog throw to him that we won the game. Like, he wasn't sure it was over. Right, right. You know, like, you know he's a young guy and he got new overtime yeah, rules. And, yeah. You know, what's this? Like, he had to go lift him up and say, you know, we, we just won the championship. You know, he's on the podium. He's just giving all the guys credit. You know, we, we talked, I mean, late in the season, all the drops that they happened, and, you know, just all the stuff that they had to kind of go through that they always kind of go through. And it's just the, the moment, like, the bigger the moment, the better he gets. He's special. Just absolutely special. I know we have this kind of love-hate relationship as a sports fan, American sports fan, with dynasties. Yeah. I mean, greatness. Greatness. And ultimately, the Niners had opportunities. We're going to get to that. Uh, just big picture from San Francisco before we get into the Well, look, I mean, they, they, they played really well. But, you know, they had, a, they had an extra point blocked. It yep. could have made the score 17-13. Could have affected the outcome of the game because the Chiefs ended up tying it up, you know, in over to go to overtime 16-16. So, shame he had a good game, too. Yeah. He just kicked that one too low. Well, I, well, it was low, but I, it's still, I mean, Leo Chanel blocked it. Yeah. So, um, while it was described as being low, who knows if it would have made it or not. It, yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah. The trajectory is a little bit off, but sometimes these low kicks still find the end zone. But regardless, he got blocked. You know, McCaffrey fumbles mm-hmm. on the opening drive. They got a great drive going. Leo Chanel pulls the ball out, uh, recovered by Carl <laughs> uh, th- th- That's eight points that you might have. It, that might put him up to, to 30. Maybe that's enough to win. What would you think about the decision at, oh, for overtime? To kick it? To take the ball and not I, 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 I totally I, – I thought Kyle Shanahan made a good decision. Here's what he's thinking. He's saying, okay – if we take it first and we score, the Chiefs go down and match the score, then we get it a third time and we can win it. Right. We both touched it. Right. We'll get it the third time and we can win it there. Right. Now, they go down, they kick the field goal. They had a chance to score, but they, you know, they 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 had opportunities. They missed some protections, missed a wide open uh, Brandon Ayuk. We'll show the play. But um, or at least Ayuk in the end zone. But, you know, they just couldn't stop Mahomes from going 75 yards on 13 plays. And, but if they could hold them down there at the three-yard line, the way they did at the end of the first half, then possibly you're going, uh, you know, into another overtime, or the Chiefs are going to, the Forty Nine is going to get the ball. I, I had no problem with them taking the ball first. It was interesting the way because both teams because it's a, it's the first game in Super Bowl history with the new overtime rules. Yeah. Okay, so with that. Uh, because, you know, it all got changed after the Buffalo and Kansas City game a couple years ago. And so this is the first game that we've had in overtime in the playoffs. And so they understood the rule, but I didn't have any problem with Fred Warner going, tails, we'll take the ball. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, let's, uh, let, we're going to take you deep inside the game. You know, one of the things that we love to do on this show is to dive deep into it. So throughout the course of it, we're going to look at this game kind of inside out. So let's start off with Spags mm-hmm. and what Spags did defensively, because it was it was masterful. I mean, well, and you got to give credit to that amazing secondary, that young secondary, really. The, you know, from <laughs> that entire defense, from Chris Jones, mm-hmm. who was just a terror last night, a monster, right? Monster, you know. 
to really strong linebacker play, linebacker play to incredible secondary play. Well, I mean, look, Mike Pennell. Mike Pennell really stood up, stood out. All the defense tackles played great. Um, McCaffrey had 22 runs. On five of his 22 runs, he didn't gain a yard or lost a yard. Like, they, they, they had a hard time with their defensive tackles, led by Chris Jones. But they, they played really strong. The linebackers, Chanel, Bolton, Gay, all had all made plays. Uh, they had 23 tackles between the three of those guys. Those are the three starting linebackers. They went big linebacker in this game against the 49ers. And then they said, okay, um, Legarius, McDuffie, Watson, we're going to let you go one-on-one with Debo. We'll let you go one-on-one with Ayuk. And those guys do not break down. And they play the ball in the air. There's a shot to Debo in the end zone. And McDuffie's one-on-one. Yes. One-on-one, and he plays the ball perfectly. He tips it with his right hand looking back for the ball. The ball, it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. It's either interference or a touchdown to Debo if he doesn't play it perfectly like he does. There's no free safety. There's no help. It's one-on-one. you got a third of the field to go work with. Purdy threw it perfectly. And Trent McDuffie made a great play in the end zone. What did they do to take Kittle out? Because, you know, again, I, it's surprising because you got to figure that they would be, with that secondary, they'd be all on the outside guys. But they were able to take Kittle out of the game, too. And I thought that was a big deal, or a big hole in that offense for San Francisco. Well, they got to, they got it to him on fourth down. They went for it on fourth and three before they scored their first touchdown. And they went to Kittle on just an out route. He got a little leverage. But for the most part, I mean, they just they just manned up, and they just they, uh, you know, they when they had to, they they played a rat, they played a spy, they played a free safety, they mixed up their coverages, and Kittle just didn't get a lot of separation mm-hmm. for easy throws. But I don't know if he was the number one target a whole bunch of times in the offense to begin with. Well, it was interesting because he finishes with two catches yeah. for four yards and just three targets. Yeah. Well, and one was the four yards for a first down. Yeah. On fourth and three. I mean, that was the one catch. Yeah. But other than that, he had one late in the game on uh, when I thought they should have run the ball, where Purdy got flushed and he just threw the ball and Kittle caught it and he got tackled right there to let, get to third and five. But that was it. That, that's that, that's the only action he got. What were some of the uh, the the pressures? Like some of the stuff that Spags deployed, man. It, I mean, it was it was really it, it confused. A lot of San Francisco's protection, I thought. Yeah. They got some, they got, I mean, look, the Jawan Jennings touchdown, catch, not the throw, but the catch, was against a blitz zero. And Brock Purdy, they had a good route combination with him and Ayuk to get him coming free. Purdy hit him. They burned him on that. All right. So if we were talking to Steve, he'd go, you know, we, we, we sold out from the nine yard line. We, they, they got the touchdown. But they, they did some blitz zero. They did. They mixed up. They had a spy yep. on, believe it or not, on Purdy with Willie Gay on a couple of occasions. And it they worked. they got some they got some free hitters. They brought Bolton along with Chanel. Uh, the 49ers blew some protections inside, freeing up Chris Jones a couple of times. Um, but in large part, they played a lot of man coverage, and they held up just like they did against Baltimore. I I want to go to a couple plays. One one of the things, and, and this is going to sound. Uh, crazy, but on the touchdown to McCaffrey, it was so well defended. The, the one on the Jennings the Jennings play. Well, it's a, it's a great design. And the, the original play, they throw it behind the line of scrimmage to Jennings. He's got two receivers. Can you show us? Yeah. yeah let's, let's take a look at it. Alright. So, let's take it through, because this is a fascinating. It's the first touchdown of the game. And uh, hit us through it. Well, on the play... It's a throwback right here to Juwan Jennings, all right? And he's got two personal protectors right in front of him. All right, Debo Samuel's right there. They're blocking for him. And the throw and the play is supposed to go to Kittle. But Spags doesn't fool. And he's got two defenders on Kittle. And so, to Kyle Shanahan's credit, if Kittle isn't open, the second choice is to McCaffrey. And so, no linemen are downfield right here, the... The line of scrimmage is 21. So Jennings, who's a former high school quarterback, sees Kittle doubled. So then he decides, my second option is to throw it to McCaffrey. So he's got two plays built into it. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant play because it gives him the fail safe. 
And I, I, I really, you know what? I was most impressed with Kansas City not falling right. for it. And the fact that, that they're so well coached, yes. that they have two guys on kill. On a double. trick play. On a trick play. And I don't think Jennings had thrown a pass all year. So here's a play that they had never, ever shown. All right? I mean, it's, it's right out of Shanny's bag right here. It's, it's a great play. But they literally did not fall prey to this. And it's a credit. It's a credit to... Show, uh, show Kittle, uh, and you'll see Kittle and how he runs into the double team. So you can see right there, you can stop it. And you'll see that Kittle is just blanketed. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got... The, the defender is yeah, right where bracket. he needs to be. Yeah. The defender is on his upfield shoulder looking back through Kittle, back to Jennings. Now, the free safety sees Jennings with the ball, and he sees him looking at him. So he immediately changes course to get back. Mm. Incredible. Yeah. Now, I mean, Jennings does a great job of then recognizing it, doesn't panic, and then throws across the field to McCaffrey. And, you know, on that play right there in the second quarter, the 49ers take a 10-0 lead. I mean, it's great execution, but to to Spags' credit, like, his guys made him go to the second option. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, what's, what's incredible about this defense, because – we talked about this this defense all year long. It really has been the MVP yes. of, of the Chiefs. Whether it was, and I know it was cold against Miami, but still Miami and Tyreek Hill, they were shut. They shut them down. Uh, what they did against Buffalo, again, they held up against the Bills. They held up against Baltimore. Well, people said the ball about Baltimore. Well, how come you didn't stay with the run? How can you stay with the run? They, 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 they discouraged them. Yes. Like, to a degree. Now, uh, they went up against Tua. They went up against Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the league. And all three of those quarterbacks were severely under their quarterback rating for the season. Um, and so was Brock Purdy. Severely under, I mean, 89 quarterback rating. I mean, the guy led the league with 110. So all four quarterbacks that they faced, all four at the top in the top six quarterbacks in the league, uh, all of them, way under their season average. Reminds me of uh, when Spags was with the Giants, he went through Tampa, Dallas, Green, Green Bay. Bay in yeah. a snowstorm, and then the unbeaten Patriots. Yes. Very similar because, you know, like they had to they go on the road. Yeah, they had to play the, the best teams. They were, you know, we made a big deal. Oh, Mahomes never been on the road, right? Yeah. So after they beat Miami in the Kansas City Cold, they go to Buffalo. Right? Win in Buffalo in that environment. Don't give up one explosive play the whole day. Not one play of 20 yards or more. Eliminated, you, you know, you, you talk to any coordinator. You got to, you know, you, you love to take it over. You love to limit the explosives. And he was able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, can we pause it really? They're calling me. So this is a vital play in the game. It's third and four, and like, you know, we were just talking about this. You know, if the Niners can convert, it's the end of the game. If the Niners can convert, they'll wind up bleeding the clock. They can bleed the Chiefs' timeouts on this third and fourth. They get a first It's 16 16. It's third and four at the 35. Okay. And so the, the 49ers are in a two by two set. That's Ayuk and Jennings down at the bottom. Now, at the snap, they're going to attack the weak side of the 49ers' protection with Karloftis, McDuffie, and Bolton. And the 49ers only have two blockers. And so McDuffie is going to come right through that B-gap. Yep. And they've got to play on. Like, they've got Ayuk right there for a first down, but he Purdy can't get rid of it because he's got... He's got him in his face. He's got him right in his face. So he can't see him. So he tries to bend it and hit Jennings. And the ball gets batted. Like, it's just classic spags. Like, he blitzed off the slot with McDuffie. McDuffie, like, nobody blitzes their corners like Spags. Well, you know what's amazing is that you look at the setup for that for that pressure. Mm-hmm. That it, that gap, that B gap, is is why it's perfect. It widens out perfect for Mc, for McDuffie just to fill it fast. Well, on the like play, he's taking his he, he's taking that that slant away. But here's what's there's right. a couple things that are happening here. One, Willie Gay, he's tying up the center so he can't slide to it. Yeah, yeah. So he's eating up the center. Now Bolton has to go inside, and Karloftis, 56, has to go outside. And McDuffie is going to get a free lane to the quarterback. Now, right here, 
it's the ultimate. This is why you send corners. They're your fastest players, typically. And let's get speed to the quarterback. So Purdy has already beaten Blitz Zero. He's already beaten this for a touchdown. But all he needs right now is a lane to throw it through. And right there, McDuffie is in his face, and he bats the ball. And on third and fourth to 35, with that stop, they kicked the extra, they kicked the field goal to make it 19-16. But you give Mahomes two minutes to go down the field and tie it up. You know, it's amazing, man. I, I'm if you convert that, yeah. the 49ers it's over. go down, they, they they take the clock all the way down, yeah. they kick the field goal up 19-16, and probably win the game yes. 19-16. Yeah, they win the game. It's, it's amazing. I'm watching that. And you know who I'm thinking of? Jim Johnson. Mm-hmm. Because nobody, like, and Stags will, will tell us, he's told, we talked about this before, but he, you know, I think he learned a lot from Jim who loved to blitz his defensive back. Yes. Well, I mean, Brian Dawkins was, you know, a prime example and one of the reasons why he was in the Hall of Fame. Like he said, what's Troy, too? Troy, yeah. Uh, Bobby Taylor. Bobby. Uh, but he, he, I, but I, what I love is how he deploys them. It's based off formations. Yeah. He loves, but he loves bringing his corners. Always has. And they all know how to rush. Like McDuffie here, even when he does rush here, like he doesn't do anything where some of these guys get too aggressive, they hit the head of the quarterback, they get flagged. They didn't do any of that. They didn't do any unnecessary. Legere's had one uh, unnecessary roughness penalty. Otherwise, they played under control. But they they basically, the whole game and blitzing. Real quick, that's a great point that you just made about the smarts of a player. Because when you're on a free release, your first instinct is to hit the quarterback, right? But he gets rid of it. You hit him there, you're throwing a flag. You get a first down. Happens, you know, in every game, all season long. But, you know, what Steve's spending his time doing during the week is understanding your protections and how you attack their protections. Like when they go McCaffrey out of the backfield like that, um, you know, all they got to do is just find the overload. And they attack the backside, and they had the perfect – like you have to walk through it, talk through it, Understand the situation. This is, you know, he's probably saving it, saving it for the. It was the perfect call against this look. Like you know, you talk about Andy Reid calling corn dog up there. You know, with six seconds to go in the game to win the game. That's everybody will talk about that call. Mahomes, you know, executing it and McCall Hardman catching it. The whole thing, but this is just as valuable. You don't even get to that call because you don't get to that call unless you execute. This third down pressure right here. Mm. What 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 makes him? I mean, four championships from a coordinator. I mean, it's it's astounding. We, you know, I know uh, we talk about him a lot on the show, but you know, there's a reason why. Because again, stuff like this, and yet he still does not get a sniff. It's unreal. It, it's just you know, it's a, like this is exactly what you need to win big games. And first of all. Yeah, if you go back to last year, I mean, to Brett Veach's credit, they 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 draft all this defense last year. Six of them play in the Super Bowl. Four of them start. Trent McDuffie's in the second year, his first team All Pro. Um, Legarius was a fourth round pick at a lot tech. Like he's an All Pro. Like he's going to get a huge con. Like he takes these kids, they're kids, and you know McDuffie missed a lot of time last year with concussion. Like these guys are seasoned veterans in their second year. Like, so who's developed? How is he developing him? Like, if I'm the owner of a team and I'm hiring a coach, okay, Specs, take me through the process. You get a, you got a young player, George Karloftis, Leo Chennault, Legereus Snee, you know, uh, McDuffie, whoever. Like, take me through the process of how you integrate them in your scheme where they're not overloaded, they're not overthinking, and they're Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams, and how you get them up to speed, and that's one that's the development part. But then, how do you get them to play together where the communication is just so airtight? It's it's, it's amazing, and, and that teaching process I, it makes me think about uh, when we were in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. We had on Antonio Pierce, and Antonio Pierce brought up the Super Bowl, obviously mm-hmm. with the Giants. Yeah, but he brought up the first two weeks of the season. In New York, they were just they gave up forty. Yes, by by both division teams. Yes, 
right? It, it was amazing. They gave up 40-plus. The Cowboys embarrassed them. Yes. I think Washington was the other one. They put they put up they lost big by big scores, and I remember talking to Steve the, after the Cowboy. I think that was the second game, and he's like, "Yeah, we we got a lot of work to do," <laughs> and it was like he you could tell he's like, "Oh my God, we're like we're up against it," but you saw them by the end of the year. But he told the team we're going to be okay. Yes, I mean you know sometimes you say those things and you mean it, and then sometimes you say those things just to appease your players. Yeah, but I think he said it. Because Antonio talked about it. He said it like it caught our attention. Oh, we're going to be okay? Because we ain't doing very good right now. Well, it's the mark of Kansas City, too, because on the offense, the the Chiefs themselves, how many times have we seen Andy uh, start off the season slow? Mm -hmm. 3 Brian Westbrook takes uh, a punt back to save the season and miracle the Meadowlands. Yes. Right? They had started a couple times, 8 when they, when they go to the NFC Championship game. There was a couple times where they started off slow. In Kansas City, this year, the Chiefs, everybody wrote them off. Well, they right? was the opening game of the year. Yes. To kick off the season against Detroit. Detroit. Yes. So they went through the stretches. You know, they led the league with drop passes, 40 drop passes. You know, they had their uh, turnovers. They had their guys lining up off sides. <clears throat> you know, I mean, they got blown out. They got beat and crushed by the Raiders on Christmas. Like it looked ugly, but it was like yeah. I think I uh, uh, this I heard this week. Andy Reid thanked Antonio Pierce for giving us the wake up call. Like he uh, he spent time with him this week, evidently in Las Vegas, and he said thanks. You gave us a wake up call on Christmas. It's never too late. Yeah. Got the wake up Isn't call. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, what is it about? But you know, if, if you look at is Steve, that instilling though, a team. You no, know, he's at a Springfield College. You know, and he look look at his background. He's at all these small colleges in New England. Yeah. Then he goes over to coaches in the World League, Barcelona, yeah, yeah. 1992. Goes back over yeah. to the World League in Frankfurt, 1998. And then when Jim Johnson comes on with Andy in 99, he joins the staff. And now he's like, I don't even know if he had a position with Jim, you know, Line at that time. Coach, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, he, but he coached defensive backs, linebackers, yeah. eventually became coordinators, yeah. uh, you know, in different spots. But like he's he 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 never stopped learning. And then with that, he never stopped learning how to teach. Yes. And so, because everybody learns differently, because not everybody is, you know, I mean, just going to sit there in the front row and take, like, everybody learns differently. Everybody has ways that, you know, some people are visual, some people, you know, you need to spend more time with, some people auditory, whatever. Like, he gets to know his players and how to teach them. Who is the best teacher that you had as a player? I had an offensive line coach named Tom Lavat. Yeah, sure. Tom Lavat um, coached a long time in this league in the offensive line, and some, for some reason, I went to Indianapolis and I had Lavat, and he just he made me feel like like the best of my career was after six years was all in front of me, and he really like he coached hard, but his 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 techniques were different than what I had learned in Dallas. And they were really good. It got me another good six years in this league. I love that. I, I, I'm fascinated by the, the teaching aspect of coaching. Yeah, me too. Me too, because I, I feel like it's when I see teams break down. And because let's face it, um, not only do the Chiefs not break down the secondary, they also somehow tackle really well. Yes. So because if you if you if you're in the secondary and you miss tackles or you break down, you give up touchdowns. We saw it from the Eagles all year long. All year long. But yeah. you don't see that from Kansas City. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned, uh, and Andy Reid mentioned it, um, it, you know, talking to Chris Berman and different people after the game last night, that the defense allowed them to kind of get through some of the sticking points. It kept them in all these games. It kept them competitive throughout the season, even when they turned it over five times against Denver and they lost badly against the Raiders. Like, their defense kept them in the game all year long. Uh, I want to talk about San Francisco for a second, mm-hmm. and I want to dive into some of the missed opportunities, particularly one big series in the game, and it happened early in the second half. But first, I want to tell you about Factor Meal Kits. That's right. You want to you want a cheat code for your New Year's resolutions? It's Factor. Factor takes the stress out of meal planning. It sets you up for success. All right, for, with all your dietary goals. Because you're going to eat well. 
you're going to eat not only terrific chef-inspired meals, but stuff that you're looking for, right? You're looking for keto. Are you looking for calorie smart? Are you looking for protein plus? Are you looking for vegan or veggie? I mean, they got it right there. Plus over 55 weekly add-ons, tons of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart and really keep your resolutions on track. And by the way, it's as easy peasy. You want to talk about easy peasy? Two minutes, you heat and you enjoy. There's no mess, none of that stuff. All right, do yourself a favor. Head to factormeals.com slash all NFL 50. That's going to get you 50% off your first order. That's factormeals.com slash NFL 50 to get 50% off your first order. It is your cheat code for all your nutritious, great meals. You got breakfast, add-ons, I mean, lunch, whatever you want. Check it out, factormeals.com. Uh, also got to tell you about, I'm excited. I'm a big, I uh, love DFS. I'm a nerd. Are you a box score DFS nerd? Well, if you're like me, you got to get to know prize picks. Prize picks is so interesting. All right. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the most easy and exciting way to play DFS. It's you against the numbers. All right. You're not battling other players, some of these sharks, right? You pick more or less than two to six player stat projections, and then you just watch the, the, the winnings roll in. So, look, just because football's over, you got hoops, you got hockey, you got baseball on the horizon. It's so cool. So, you can cross sports. So, if you want, you know, number of points in a hockey game or points in an NBA game for a player, you just go more or less and you stack them together. It's awesome. Prize picks, simple to play. You can make your picks, submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of players and stat types. All right, it's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. It's tremendous. You got to check it out. PrizePicks.com slash all NFL. In fact, you get a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's prizepicks.com slash all NFL. Use that code all NFL, all right? You get a hundred bucks uh, deposit match up to it. Man, it, it's fantastic. It's uh, prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Welcome back. So, we want to talk about the Niners for a second and the missed opportunities. Boldy had talked about the missed extra point, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, the fumble on the opening drive where they went right down the field. And that's a huge momentum thing. Like, you want to drive a stranglehold of the game. And McCaffrey fumble, that was big. Mm-hmm. But this one, this is really, I thought, where the game really like kind of went back and allowed KC to stay alive. It's early in the second half. Opening drive of the yeah. third quarter. Yeah. And right here, the 49ers are sitting in a two-deep shell. All right, and you've got their safeties, Tayshawn Gibson and Tig Brown, Jair Brown, the, the rookie out of Penn State, the first pick. And on the play, Mahomes climbs the pocket, and he's trying to get this ball right here to MVS. And Tig, who they had a safety rotation right here, where he's the free safety. They're rotating right here, and he sees Mahomes step up as the free safety, and then he makes a just a he really makes a run for it and jumps right in front of MVS for the interception. So they get the ball right there, up 10-3, yep, first down at the 44-yard line. The 49ers run three plays. They lose a yard in let's three take, plays. Let's take a look at them because it's fascinating. This is, this is where you, know, you and I were talking about it. So on first and 10 at the 44, they, they want to go take a shot, right? Like this is going to be a play where, you know, listen, you take a shot down the field – Let's eschew the run play, eschew uh, going with McCaffrey, and let's take a shot down the field to try to get to try to try get a chunk play. Well, they are. They're, they're first and 10 to 44. There they are. And so on the play, it's really wild because they had some real serious protection breakdowns up front. Like Leo Chanel comes free. 
Like, they want to take a shot. Look at, like, there's, they want to go right here to Ayuk. Yep. Ayuk is running free. Yeah. And he's going to, like, the free safeties in the middle of the field, he's going to make a corner cut. And really, if Brock Purdy isn't being flushed by Chanel, they probably get a big chunk right there. Yeah. They might even score. Yeah. But yeah. the protection breakdown, they had two major breakdowns in this game. And if you watch this, like, they got two res- two offensive linemen running into each other. Like, it's just, you get the center and the right guard, Feliciano and Brendel, running right into each other. And I'm not sure that somebody's not wrong because this looks like looking at yes. it. But it looks like McKivitz, the right tackle. Yeah. It sure looks like it's slide protection. Yeah. The way everybody's sliding, it looks like Banks is wrong. Yep. But the center's wrong. So I'm not sure. I, I don't know what. what it, it, it's not right. But the result is Chanel comes free. And now Brock Purdy's on the run. So all he can do is just throw the ball away. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a big miss. And then to compound the issue, you have a false start penalty. Yeah. So now it's second and fifteen at the forty nine. Yeah. So Banks jumps off sides. So now you're second and fifteen. Okay. So now they're going backwards. And so Kansas City is they're playing like they run this route with Kittle and with Jennings, and they're right together. And like Purdy looks out there, but there's no place nah, to go. There's nowhere to go. Like they're all jammed up. And so now, what's Purdy supposed to do? Like he's just trying to he's fit the nothing. ball in. Yeah, yeah. He gets the ball to Samuel, but that's McDuffie yeah. breaking that ball up. So now you get to third and fifteen. They're going backwards. They're at the forty-nine. They had it first and ten to forty-four. It's now third and fifteen, and now they spy Purdy with Willie Gay. And look at the coverage on the back. The coverage right here. Look at that. Like, There's nowhere for him to go with the ball. No place to go. They're sitting on top of all their guys. Um, so if they want to catch it underneath, which they've got two underneath receivers, um, they can throw underneath, but they're, they're, they're going to tackle the yeah, catch. They'll give you that all day long. So Purdy breaks the pocket, look for something to happen. There's nobody there. And Willie Gay chases them down. And what was first and 10 at the 44 became third and 11 at the 45. And he got a punt. And and that's such – when you squander an opportunity like that, you get a, a sudden change early, you want, like early you want, in You want transition football. Yeah. You want yeah. transition football. Okay, we get the early interception. Let's pounce on them. Yes. And they did. They called the play to go to IU, their leading receiver, and he was there. It was there to be had, and they break. They, they blow the protection. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, then the other play, which was a killer, was the muff. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother sequence, okay? And so it, it, it's it's a two-play sequence on the game where Kansas City, um, they make the play. So it starts here. So it's a 10-6 game when Townsend drops back. 10-6 game when Townsend drops back. You can see that they're going for the block. Both gunners are one-on-one. All right, they're going after it, and they almost get there. Beal comes free, 51. Yeah. Like, he's yeah, free. Yeah. All right, but still, the ball's punted. But at the bottom is um, Daryl Luter. Mm-hmm. He's up. He's a rookie, fifth-round yeah. pick. And here's Jalen Watson. So it's just, on the play, the ball is punted short. All right? And I don't know what McLeod, who's the punt returner right now, is saying. Like, get out, get out, Omaha, right, Omaha, right, whatever. Right, right. Whatever the call is that it's punt. Because the ball is going to hit the ground, and it hits the back of Looter's leg. Well, yeah, because everybody was wondering, hey, what happened? And then you saw why McLeod went after right. the football. So McLeod goes after it because it's muffed by Looter. Yeah. It hits him in the back of the right calf. So now the ball is free, and Watson falls on the ball right there, okay, the 19-yard line, or 16, 16 whatever it was, 16-yard yeah. line. Yeah. So then the next play. The next play, they're at the 16, and the 49ers blow the coverage. Up at the top is MVS. Now, Jair Brown is the free safety on that side, and like here's Kelsey in motion. He jumps, and they all jump on Kelsey, and Mahomes already in his windup. He already yeah, sees him blow the coverage. Like he There's no free safety. No. Like he's already wound up. No. 
Next thing you know, it goes from 10-6 to 13-10 Kansas yeah, City. Look at two that. plays. Look at that. Two plays. Look at that great record. I mean, he sees it right off the bat. Boom. Yeah, he doesn't like, he doesn't hesitate. Yeah. He sees it right away. So the 49ers, they muff the punt, and then they blow the coverage. And Kansas City, look, they're champions because they took advantage of two poor plays by San Francisco. Yeah, it's amazing. There is one more missed opportunity that we'll get to, and that happens. And in fact, you did a Baldi's breakdown. It went viral yeah. in San Francisco. So we're going to show you that coming up in just a second because it's the game. It's completely the game. But first, let me tell you about Game Time. Yes, the Game Time app. It changed the way you buy tickets. We all love going to games, right? We love going to hockey and hoops and baseball and, of course, our football. With no football, don't worry about it. You got all kinds of concerts, right? You're looking forward to more games. Well, the Game Time app, they're obsessed with saving you money, all right, when it comes to purchasing tickets. In fact, they offer all kinds of stuff. If you if you can find tickets cheaper, they're going to refund you the difference plus 10%. Because they don't believe you can find it cheaper than on the Game Time app. They have deals for you, zone deals, where you just pick the section. They'll pick the row and the seats, save you 18%. They got all kinds of job protection laws, event cancellation protection. So they have you covered every which way. And when you look at your seats and you go, listen, this is where I want to be. You can actually see the vantage point where you'll be at right there on the site. It's so cool. You got to check out the Game Time app. It's got everything you want. You're completely, completely uh, safe for everything. So make sure you download it. Uh, it's awesome. Use the code ALLNFL. You'll get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Game time app. All right, so this is the game. The game could have ended on this play in overtime. It could have been a huge difference in the game. Remember, it's third and four. Niners, they take the ball. They drive down the field, and they're moving it. And they have a third and four. And Baldy, as Baldy will tell you, they have a golden opportunity to win the game, or at least to go up seven, which could have put big-time yes. pressure on Kansas City to have to answer the touchdown. Well, here it is. So, <clears throat> you got Kittle off to the right, okay? And for whatever reason, the 49ers do not block the Kansas City Chiefs' best defensive player. Like, I don't know who's wrong. Like, you, this, this isn't right. Like, if Brendel's pulling out to block the edge, yeah. somebody's got to block Chris Jones. Yeah. So, Brock Purdy has a play action right here on this go sweep here to McCaffrey. But here comes Justin Reed and here comes Chris Jones. So, now Purdy has got a monster in front of him. So, now he's, he's just doing whatever he can. Yeah, that's a monster. So, you don't want to turn the ball. I mean, you, you, you've got the field goal. Yeah. You don't want to screw it up. Yeah. I mean, you want the touchdown for sure. Okay, so he, th he throws the ball away on that play. But let's look on the other side. But this is what you what you had up at the top is Debo and it's Ayuk and it's against Kansas City's corners McDuffie and Legarius Sneed. And on the play, Ayuk right here totally has got Legarius Sneed on the ground. He wins. He wins. Legarius is a great player. He's on the ground right now. And if he had time, if he didn't have Chris Jones in his face, he would have had Ayuk wide open in the end zone. And maybe the opening drive of overtime, Ayuk scores a touchdown, and they go up seven, and who knows what happens. Yeah, but at least at least you got the touchdown. Yes. If you give up the touchdown to Kyle Shanahan, because you're not going to stop the game because it's tied. You're going to keep going. So the next team that scores is going to win. And if the Chiefs answer this touchdown to Ayuk, the San Francisco 49ers get the ball back for the third possession of overtime. And that goes back into you didn't have a problem with no. deferring in that spot by Shanahan because if you get the seven here, worst it should have scenario. Seven. I mean, it's just it's just basic protection. Yeah. Like to turn Chris Jones loose and Justin Reed loose right up the middle like that. I mean, look at that. I mean, oh. you've got Ayuk wins. 
he's all alone in the end zone. Look at that. Look at that. Any sort of protection, Purdy sees him easy. Yeah. It's a touchdown, and it's a whole different. You know better than anybody how different the mindset. When well, the mindset is, I only got to get three, you're playing with house money to get the touchdown. But, you, you know, just the way teams. we saw Mahomes after the, the muff punt go right to MVS. Yeah. Like, they didn't waste. They, they went right to it, and they brewed the protection, and he made him pay. Like, I believe that if there's protection right here, Brock Purdy is going to make the Chiefs pay, all right, um, for this, for Legarius basically losing his footing, and Ayuk dancing in the end zone on that Chiefs logo right there. That was so interesting, too, is that the Chiefs receivers much maligned, right? MVS, Nicole Hardman. Mm-hmm. And Justin Watson, yeah. two huge catchers. Yeah. Yeah, big no time. doubt, yeah. Big time. Big plays. Rasheed was good. All right, uh, I'm going to end on this note, my man. So, 20. Uh, got one more thing I want to touch. Now, later in the week, uh, we'll surely have somebody from Kansas City and the Chiefs, and mm-hmm. we'll celebrate with them, Baldy. Uh, but I want to ask you this the 23 seasons in the book, mm-hmm. 24 Super Bowl. Chiefs were going for the three, Pete. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Who wins next year? No. It's the too early yeah. to, uh, to go out and even think well, about it because we all know that this game, you got free agency, yeah. the draft, all kinds of things. Yeah. But let's look at a couple teams that right off the bat that you would circle <coughs> for upward momentum. Well, I, look, I thought Brock Purdy played great. You know, and you know if they protect they protect him a little bit better, and they take care of the football, they probably win the game. Like I believe Brock Purdy has everything it takes to get him back into the playoffs. Now, whether they can get to the, you know, they can get to the, the Super Bowls in New Orleans next year, whether they can get him to New Orleans in Super Bowl Fifty Nine or not, I don't know. But he can, he's good enough to get him to the playoffs. So San Francisco is going to be there. And real quick off of that, Purdy, to your point, man, he was unflappable. Is he early? There were no nerves. That was something I was looking forward. I was like looking at him like, well, how is he going to react to this thing? And I pulled out 10 of his 23 throws from the very beginning where he was completely poised. Saw the field, got to throw the ball in front of the free safety, only one place to put it. Hitting, you know, whether it's Jennings or Ayuk on the dead run, did that. Uh, rescued plays to juice down in overtime to get the ball to him on, you know, third and 12. I mean, it's just one play after another. But look, I said all week long, there's no way I could bet against Mahomes and the Chiefs. And so if you're saying, okay, early favorites, like how can you go against Mahomes right now? Andy, Spags, like providing we think they'll all be together. Um, there, there's nothing that we know of that would say anybody would step aside or anything like that. I know that. there's a lot of talk about Andy stepping aside, and, and he addressed it with Chris Berman, saying it's not the time to even talk about that right. stuff. Again, like you and I talked about this off the air, and no problem sharing it now. We know him very well, and he he needs football. Like he breathed it. It's his it's his life. Like certain guys, you've been around this game, in a lot of ways, it's your life. Like you, you don't need to do this. No, like you don't need to grind all week long for nine months out of the year. You don't need to do it. But it's it's just a calling. I love it. So I love it. But you know, I mean, you, you know, look, Andy will always tell you, and he's always told us that he couldn't do this without Tam, yeah. without his wife. Like, and she loves it too. Yeah. She loves because she knows Andy loves it. And so, I I think Andy might take a little bit more time, maybe an extra day or two, you know, to Southern California home, whatever. But um, you look, they've got a great GM. And Brett Veach, all they do is just keep restocking. Rishi Rice, second-round pick this year. Yes. I mean, what a pick. You know, you look at all the, the, the young kids that they have. Um, they got to get Chris Jones signed. Like, that's, you know, that's just economics. Yeah. Like, you get that stuff done. Uh, but you've you, you got Mahomes. Like, and whatever else you want to do. You know, if you need offensive tackles, whatever it is. Like, they're, they're going to address what they need. Like, it's they're going to support Mahomes and Andy. Personnel-wise, as good as you can. It's still uncanny that they win 
Mahomes is a $35 million cap hit, right? Yeah. They're like, ah, it's impossible to win. There's yeah, no yeah, way right. in the world. There's no Tyreek Hill. It can't, you know, second year in a row. Last year, said the same thing. No way, no Tyreek. They didn't fill him. Look at the receivers. Blah, 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 blah. And they win again. Yeah. No, but I mean, their corners, I mean, they might lose LeJarrius Sneed because I mean, if I was another team and I need a corner, like I'd go after that guy in a heartbeat. But, you know, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams, they've already, look, if they lose them, they've got two guys that have just been on the field for back-to-back Super Bowls. And so they'll look at the, the draft for more of those guys. But, you know, they got Snead in the fourth round. He's an elite player, thanks in large part to the teaching development of Spags. Yeah. So is there anyone else that has your eye? Like, you know, you have Buffalo. They got to do a couple things. They're still hanging around. Josh Allen's still good. Yeah, I think uh, Joe Burrow coming back. Yeah. Cincinnati, you know, you got to replace some, some you know, personnel people, like coaches that they've lost. Uh, you got to replace probably some, you got to probably, you know, add some defensive players. You're probably going to lose a receiver or two. But you got Joe Burrow. Um, you know, you're going to have a chance. And, uh, yeah, Baltimore for that division. That Baltimore, like, I mean, I think the AFC is going to be really good. And in the NFC, look, we, we saw Jordan Love really improve. We saw a young team really, you know, go to Dallas and beat the Cowboys. I'm sure the Cowboys just hired Mike Zimmer. I'm sure they're thinking, you know, we need a couple pieces, but we're not far. I mean, Lions. Well, Lions looked really strong all the way to the end. So, I mean, I just think it's going to be, again, pretty wide open. Oh, can you believe it's over? 22 straight. I mean, it's 23 weeks, guys. flew by. Um, just hope that the next 23 or 28 weeks can fly by as fast as we can get back to it. <laughs> what is Baldy? Now, you're going to be going on vacation. Yeah, I'm on vacation, man. Right. So, yeah. where, 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 I'm leaving the country. I'll be in Costa Rica. I'll be I'll be diving in Costa Rica next Monday at this time. Yeah. I'll be under the water. My I friends got I know you're out of town. You're going to be flying to Florida and yeah. head on out to... Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Hocco I'll Beach. be in Belize. No, nah, I won't be in Hako, but I'll be in All Nicoya. Right. I'll be in the Nicoya Peninsula. All right. Um, they won't, you know, there's not good Wi-Fi. Say anything in the there's not any, there's the Wi-Fi is terrible no. where I'm at. Because I, I don't know where, you know, where I'm going to be able to connect at. But, um, you know, I mean, it's just time to recharge, you know, and uh, freshen up after working, you know, every day since July 20th. So I, I know how to be. I'm a good vacationer. Yes, you are. Yeah. So Belize, Costa Rica. There's some stops along the way here. Bahamas, like, yeah. yeah, a lot of dive spots. All right, so we got you a couple more times this week, and then we'll say goodbye for a little bit, but then we'll come back mm-hmm. because we got to get ready for draft. Combine. Well, we got we got free agency. Yeah. We got we got the combine coming up at the end of February. Yeah. So, you know, I'll be around. I'll be checking, you know, what happens in Indianapolis. Yeah. We just met Michael Penix. We'll yeah. see if Michael Penix throws at the combine. Caleb Williams, see if yeah. some of the Jaden Daniels, see if these guys throw. Um, breaking out down. I can't wait for draft. Yeah. I, we geek out over draft. Well, it's going to be a great draft. If you need offensive linemen, this is the draft you want yeah. to be in. Yeah. This is this is very deep in offensive linemen. So, in other words, keep it right here on the All City All NFL Podcast. Meat Locker, baby. Baldy, cuz, hit the subscribe button. Thank you. And then we'll see you next week. Or see you tomorrow. <laughs>